My gosh, Josh Helmer. I didn't realize this was going on in Morgantown right now. They're already fighting about the buyout for Neil Brown. I guess when you lose at home to Kansas, that's going to happen, right? Yeah, he's gone. So that might be one of the all-time worst predictions ever is if my Big 12 Coach of the Year pick ends up losing his job midway through the season. Um, I don't know if West Virginia would go the same middle finger to a buyout being lessened as Nebraska did, but there's no drop in Neil Brown's buyout until January 1st of 2023. You missed this, by the way, yesterday when oh. you stepped out. Okay. I think it's the absolute dumbest thing in the world. Ooh, go ahead. That I'm Nebraska ready. fired Scott Frost when they did. It makes no sense whatsoever. Other than just some big money boosters and donors said, no, he's gone. He's Get him out of here now. They play plank. They could have fired him the morning of the Indiana game and would have saved $8 million by doing that. Just this one game versus Oklahoma. They, they don't care about the money, man, I guess. I think. It makes no sense from a financial standpoint. It's so dumb. They gain nothing for doing it. You know, I've started my research. I've started my research. Now, I'm not – I want to make this clear in my research that I'm putting together is – and this is college only. The bump that teams get from in-season firings. Okay? The bump – that teams get from in-season firings. Is it real? Is it fake? And again, I'm not including bowl games in this. All right? There's no bowl game inclusion. Uh, sorry to guys like Brandon who uh, Brandon Hall, who coached a bowl game last year for Troy. I'm only including in-season firings. Does that seem fair? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. None of them, obviously, have had a winning record. But just last year alone, well, you know what? I Let me correct one thing. Didn't have a winning record, but you did have one coach at 500 last year. You had Jerry Kill, who took over at TCU. Mm. And he was 2-2 two and two post-Gary Patterson. Uh, Matt Wells was fired after eight games as well. Sonny Cumbie came in. He went to a solid job, yeah. Yeah, did a good got got hired as a head coach. You know, Dante Williams did a pretty good job at USC, but he finished three and six. Uh at Washington, Jimmy Lake's firing. The replacement Bob Gregory, 0 and three. Vodtak, JC Price, one and two. Washington State, Jake Dicker took over, went three and three. But it's it's not this magical cure all that some people like to think it is, nor will it be. But you know you're going to get their best shot on Saturday. Yeah. Well, and you were going to get that, I think, regardless, whether Scott Frost was there or not. Do you remember what the <laughs> – do you remember what the first firing was? There were, by my count, two in-season firings during the COVID year. Because remember, we all thought – well, maybe I'm alone now. Right. No cash. They're not going to do it during the COVID year. Everybody's cash strapped. No just, way it's going to happen. In doing my research, I realized the first coach that was fired during that was, well, Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp got fired. It had a massive buyout, and Mike Bobo finished the year. And then you had actually on a non-Power 5 level, 
Jay Hobson got fired at Southern Miss after one game. <laughs> like why? Uh, here, here's my frustration with Scott Frost, and we'll quickly get to the Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day. Here's what makes no sense to me about Scott Frost. If you're only going to give a guy three games, why did you even give him the season? Th- that's ding, 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 100%. If you're not going to try and save the cash over this next th- plank, three weeks where nothing happens, any of the targets that they want to hire, they're not hiring in season. They still are going to be one of the first people into the – this is the analogy I used yesterday. They are still going to be one of the first kids in the cafeteria, okay? They're right toward the, the front of the lunch line in terms of hiring head coaches when this thing goes forward, right on October 1st. There's – outside of just the ego of saying, hey, we want him out now, we're getting him out now, there is no upside to getting this done. Why would you not have already done it in the offseason if you were going to go this route? It's so incredibly – Stupid. This scares me. Now I think Nebraska is going to win. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. So it doesn't work. That little short bump, at least over the last couple of years, doesn't work. But we'll hit the top five. And wasn't it Kansas State? Was it Kansas State games that teams would lose, and then they they lose to Kansas State, and then the coach would be fired? That when that Tech and TCU last year. All right, let's get after it. It's time for the Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories of the Day. It's time for the Top 5 Stories of the Day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Newcastle Casino also has an OTB, conveniently off-track betting, conveniently located off I-44, exit 107, Newcastle Casino. Big story number five. Number five. It's a little breaking, and we'll be quick with it, but uh, we've got an owner in trouble. According to Shams Sharina. Sharina? Who cares? Go ahead. Who? The NBA has suspended Suns owner Robert Sarver for one year. Whoa. From both the Suns and Mercury organization based on a league investigation. Sarver has also been fined $10 million and must complete a training program Focused on respect and appropriate workplace conduct. Huh. Huh, 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 huh. So, a little breaking news this morning. So, what? Uh, what's the situation here again? Jogged my memory. He was accused of sexist, sexist behavior, um, being, being I, I say a bully, but, I mean, he's the owner of the – I wish that I could have had a – couple of these people around whenever I was bullied very early in my radio career. But ah, the NBA has basically said he didn't treat people right. There was claims of 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 racism, sexism, mm-hmm. abusive behavior. So And clearly they feel that in their investigation it is founded accusations. I guess so. Because they've they've doled out a legitimate punishment here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just because everything has to have some NFL to it, and because we have the Dak news, Washington, and everything, Washington, we're still waiting to see anything on Dan Snyder. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's never going to happen. the The NFL is like, yeah, we punished him. You're like, ah, <laughs> did you? Because <laughs> it's not like he really learned anything. And someday, ladies and gentlemen, if if the uh, FBI or IRS ever comes calling for me, I hope that I'm able to say, listen, I'm going to be out here on my yacht. If you guys need me, you can reach me there. I'm 
kind of busy right now, thanks. Which is what Daniel Snyder basically how, did. How has he been able to skirt free of this deal a little bit? Because I would argue Kraft, right? Right. Saw some punishment. Yep. So it's not as though owners just have always gotten off scot-free, though I, I do, you know, generally speaking, think about Gruden, who was kind of made to be, you know, the bad guy in a situation. Obviously, deservedly so, the punishment for Deshaun Watson. The discrepancy at times between the way owners in the NFL get treated versus head coaches and players, I do think that exists. Though it's not as though owners have not been punished in the past. So why Snyder? Why why has he not gotten punished he's, more extensively? He's skated, hasn't he? He's absolutely skated. All right. Um, big story, number four. Number four. Let's get through some news and nuggets in college football. Um, Nick Saban was not happy yesterday. Uh, <laughs> Nick Saban basically... Basically had a very short press conference and kind of, I don't want to say he walked out because that's not the case, but I think it's fair to say, Josh, it hasn't been a fun week of practice at Alabama this week. Maybe not at A&M nor at Notre Dame either. Yeah, the good news for them is they won the game. They so. still won the game, which you is know, it's hilarious. Like it's, it's all good. Uh, or we talked about it. We talked about the Neil Brown rumors about maybe the, the axe – closing in on him, but we found out he's got a pretty ridiculous buyout. According to a report, um, Neil Brown's buyout is $20 million. Which for West Virginia is no small chunk of change. Um, and it's not true that it drops <laughs> from $20 million to $16 million after on January 1. Hmm. Brown's contract runs through 2026 – with an extension that he signed on January 1st of 2021. So there's the the extension promises him $16.7 million if he's fired on January 1st, 2023. That's only because January 1 is the starting date of the new contract. So maybe that's a good example of somebody, I don't know, maybe get a little carried away with an extension after not so much excitement in the first few seasons it's the nature of college football we see this all the time we didn't get into the new rankings too terribly much yesterday i'm not a big in-season rankings conversation Stood person pat, right yeah until we get to the playoff rankings oklahoma moved up one to six um Alab- in the ap yeah in the ap poll and the coaches poll uh alabama stayed at one in the coaches' poll, but moved down to two in the AP poll. Yeah, and, and the AP's got it right. Georgia right now should be ranked number one. Biggest riser in the AP poll? That's pretty good. Kentucky, up 11 spots to number nine. Biggest dropper? Texas A&M, 18 spots to number 24. Though I guess it's fair to say that's not even right because the biggest dropper would be Notre Dame, who fell completely out of the rankings from eighth to unranked, uh, as well as Wisconsin and Houston. Notre Dame and Wisconsin both fell out of the coaches' poll, too. Welcome to the rankings this week. Oregon at 25. And? Penn State at 22. And? Texas at 21. <laughs> Texas had been ranked in the AP or in the coaches' poll and actually, despite losing, moved up two spots. Welcome to the coaches' poll. 
Tennessee vaulting all the way up to 16, and Penn State at 23. So, earmark this. I want to hear your thoughts about Mark Stoops to Nebraska. Only one reason why. Because Dave Sittler said something about it. Okay, so let's discuss that in more detail. Let's let's do that at the bottom of the hour. Well, let's do it in the next segment. All right, um, big story number three. (laughs) Number three. And and I'll explain it all coming up at the bottom of the hour. Hang with me. If you're on a road trip, you got time. If you're driving around town, just take the app with you. We have a little Dak Prescott news this morning. Jerry Jones told 105.3 The Fan in Dallas they're not putting – Dak on injured reserve, which means they feel like he could be back sooner rather than later, Jerry? We won't be putting him on IR, uh, which means that uh, we want him to be uh, a consideration uh, for playing within the next four games. Now, here's... Was he on some, like, speakerphone somewhere within AT&T I Stadium? I don't know, man. He That's, had to be, right? sounded terrible. <laughs> he was and sitting you, in some random suite just like, ah, well. Just. Could you imagine, though, too, what they probably have to pay a radio station to have the rights to have Jerry Jones on once a week? For I mean, that. Yeah, and that's what you get. <laughs> it's still good, though, right? I mean, I'm sure the ratings are. are oh, got to be through segment. the roof. I would go buy him a piece of equipment. And say, Jerry, you put this headset on, and we'll be ready to go. You don't have to touch anything. Um, please, for the love of God, I'm begging you, Jerry Jones. If you fix nothing else with this organization, your phone call to the radio station. We need this fixed. Boy, they just put they threw everyone under the bus after that loss. Suddenly, Stephen Jones is calling out C.D. Lamb. I mean, I'm, I'm CD not. CD Lamb? Yeah. What did he do wrong? He's got to be more of a number one receiver. What? Yeah. He was good. He was on one of the few bright spots they yeah, had. Yeah, he, he says he's got to act more like a one. Like, okay. But, yeah, it's uh, there's some Dak news for you. By the way, speaking of NFL news, we brought up the big college rankings, uh, ratings for the Texas-Alabama game. 10.6 million people have uh, essentially watched. Sunday's week one NFL on Fox doubleheader averaged 15.3 million viewers, up 11% from last year. Best growth of any network. The game of the week, the Green Bay-Minnesota game, 18.5 million viewers, up 12% over last season. Big story number two. Number two. Speaking of the NFL, last night it came down to the wire, and the, the, the Seahawks... Got it done. I don't have any highlights. I don't know why they didn't upload highlights this morning. I wanted to hear that that goofy Denver Broncos play-by-play guy lose his mind when they when they miss the field goal. Who's more annoying, the Cleveland Browns play-by-play guy or me? Have you ever listened to the Cleveland Browns guy? Oh, a bunch. I mean, we carried the games right here. Oh, my God. Go hire Bruce Howard, Cleveland people. My gosh. You, you don't like him? You like him? I don't love him, but I think Everything he does a good job. sounds like this, where he's going. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I'll tell that, you, that does irritate me when guys I'll tell do you that. what I hold against him, and this is an unfair thing I hold against him. Like three years ago in the preseason, maybe it was two years ago. No, no, it was like three or four years ago in the preseason. They had a guy return a kick for a touchdown in the exhibition. And when they everyone went to the end zone and celebrated. And I can't find this clip anywhere now. It's been scrubbed from the internet. But he said, this is what it'll look like when we win the AFC championship game. And I feel like from that moment, I've been like, bro, 
what are you doing? Yeah, so, well, still waiting on that AFC championship. Anyway, Seahawks won last night. I know that ruined a lot of you in Survivor Pools. So we put a we put an end to a very exciting week one, which started out with the Bills knocking off the Rams 31-10 to and ended in Sunday night football with a Seahawks 17-16 to win over the Broncos. Real quick, before we get to big story number one, a couple highlights from Sunday. Patrick Mahomes, five touchdowns. Did you see the numbers for him in opening season games? Yeah, it's absurd. Don't ever beg the NFL not to schedule the Chiefs in the opener. Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams look like the two best wide receivers in the NFL right now. Uh, Jefferson, nine catches, 184 yards, and two scores. And even with his quarterback throwing three interceptions, the numbers for Devontae Adams were sick. Uh, 10 catches, 141 yards, a touchdown, 17 targets. Which, let's see. Mr. Carr is happy to have Devontae Adams hanging around. Here's here's what's interesting. Six, eight, four. Oh, I can do math. Uh, 17 targets to Devontae Adams. 18 combined targets to seven other receivers for the Raiders. <laughs> I like the the mindset. Let's get it through our dude. Um. All right, so there's a couple NFL notes. Seahawks won last night, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Brent Venables is speaking as we speak as his press conference. Well, I say that. I, I hope his press conference is underway. I hope Drake's not having to fill too terribly much again this week. But I hope he is. <laughs> yeah, take that being in our league. But, no, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. The – the news and nuggets for OU today, captains announced for Saturday against Nebraska. Anton Harrison, Danny Stutzman, Billy Bowman, Michael Turk, and I'm leaving one out, but they've had uh, – it's 15 different captains that they've had over the last there. Who did I leave out? Oh, Drake Stoops. And as we learned yesterday, 7 p.m. kick time for Oklahoma – and Kansas State. 7 P. God, let's go. Oklahoma and Kansas State. Huge. That is, Very I think, exciting. gigantic news for Oklahoma that that game is a night game. OU was going to be jacked for that thing regardless, and we'll get the, you know, the best part about Brent Venables taking over at OU is now we can kind of get back into those, well, what what did Kansas State mean to you? Right, exactly. We've, we've missed out on those for a little bit, and now we got it back. So, quick break. We'll dive into it all next. Plus, Josh had an interesting theory on Mark Stoops to Nebraska. Is it legit? Is there smoke there? We'll get into it next on the run. I forgot how much I revolt against what we do anymore, man. It's, it's literally – First take is on right now, and are they talking about how Russell Wilson and the Broncos stink? No, no, that's tomorrow because they're just now catching up on the Sunday games. So uh, the question today is: Aaron Rodgers to blame for the Packers loss? Well, yeah, I mean to some degree, is he's, sure. He's the quarterback. I, I also saw a highlight where they had what probably would have been a seventy-yard touchdown pass dropped. Yeah, I mean it's like, dude, what are you doing? You got to catch it. And it was a perfect throw. <laughs> yeah, uh, Eric Bailey just tweeted, entertainment while still waiting for the Brent Venables press conference, watching the Sooners radio network try to fill in the broadcast window. Oh, wow. Well, so well, That makes me feel really terrible right now. So back-to-back weeks that Drake – Well, has- he's, got, he's got two full – Drake's fine. I mean, he's got like 30 minutes worth of content. 
He really does. He's got – I gave him a 10-minute thing. He's got all the post-game on the field stuff. And he's got a uh, full press conferences from Jeff Levy and Ted Roof for tomorrow. It's just managing. He's he's. We took. I took care of him this week. I felt terrible about last week, but this is. So now it's just hopping from this cut. Yeah, to that cut. it's like all right. So as we still wait on Brent Venables, here's a little Jeff Lebby. Yeah. yeah. See, so here, just to give you some background, we're not able due to contractual issues to carry the the press conference, but and that's why you get us. That's why you get Josh and I, and the press conference starts at eleven fifteen. But we had come up with this idea that hey. We have post-game. We've got press conferences for Monday. Let's just go ahead and hit the air at 11 o'clock, and then we'll just fill it to 11.15, right? Not a pro- I mean, not a problem. But this is now two weeks in a row where that fill has been like 30 minutes. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll have to extend my, my piece that I'm sending Drake a little bit longer. But, yeah, we're still waiting on Coach Venables for his 11-15 presser here on this Tuesday on The Ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Okay, you want you want to get into this Mark Stoops things real quick before we start getting a few nuggets from Brent's press conference? Do you anticipate that Mark Stoops will – yes, I do, by the way. Okay. Do you anticipate that Mark Stoops will be a serious candidate for Nebraska and Trev Alberts? Okay, so here's – Here's why I would say yes. Dave Sittler, whom I I love, covered Nebraska for years. And Dave, if you're listening, if I mess up the timeline, let me know. But that's kind of where Dave got his start. Then he came to Tulsa, talented writer, retired, good follow on Twitter, Dave Sittler. He has always been a guy, when it comes to Nebraska, that seems to have his finger on the pulse, right? There's certain people, right, that Barry Trammell seems to always have his finger on the on the Oklahoma pulse. He might not be always breaking news, but every every so often you'll see something like, oh, oh, okay. It's kind of how I feel about Dave in Nebraska. So Pete Thamel put out this list of candidates for the Nebraska job, and it was deep, man. It was uh, Matt Campbell, Mark Stoops, Dave Aranda, Bill O'Brien, Lance Leipold, Jim Leonard, P.J. Fleck, Chris Kleiman, Dave Doran, Sam Pittman, Alex Grinch, Matt Ince, Brett Bielema, Jim, uh, Jamie Chadwell, and Troy Calhoun. Fifteen names. Some of those guys you might not know. Chadwell, Central, Coastal Carolina, Troy Calhoun, uh, Air Force, obviously Lance Leipold, Kansas. But this this Nebraska guy had crossed out a lot of names, and it just left like Dave Doran, Jim Leonard, Bill O'Brien, and it crossed out Mark Stoops. Dave Sittler retweeted it and said, I wouldn't be so quick to dismiss Mark Stoops. And so immediately it's like, whoa, okay, well, Why? Why would he say that? Um, I don't know. I feel like the Brian Windhorn. Why? Why would – what's going on? In Lincoln. But there's a couple of others. There's a couple of other names that are kind of interesting that Dave threw up. Uh, threw out there. Um, he also threw up. And threw up. Lane Kiffin was born in Lincoln. And you would go from 
Ole Miss in the SEC to Nebraska in the Big Ten, maybe you look at that path in the Big Ten as a little bit more intriguing and interesting than what you might have in the SEC. Yeah. You're Lane Kiffin. You have the confidence that you can recruit wherever you want. Definitely offensive talent, for sure. I mean, he's bringing a quarterback right. with him. Exactly, exactly. Um, a lot of people keep bringing up Matt Campbell, right? Matt Campbell. But Matt Campbell, I mean, is he is he going to be as desirable as he once was? If they finish another season like six – I know they just beat Iowa, but – Josh, you cover Iowa, and I don't know if anyone's tearing down goalposts after beating this version of the Hawkeyes, right? They needed it, though. Iowa State desperately needed it. Yeah, they finally got a win uh, first time in the last seven. So, I mean, it was much needed for Matt Campbell. He's done good things at Iowa State. He He has. has. Now, last season, I think you and I and folks around here would say was disappointing for Iowa State when you have all of that coming back with Purdy and with Kolar and on and on and on. And it was a team that the year before had gone to the Big 12 championship game and you don't get back and really you don't sniff it. That was disappointing. I think that's a little bit alarming for anybody that's team Matt Campbell. But generally speaking, surface level, most people don't win at Iowa State. Most people don't build what he's built at Iowa State. So that alone, you have to look at that and say, okay, that's pretty impressive. And definitely understand why Matt Campbell would be one of the top candidates for Nebraska. And I think he's only got a $4 million buyout unless that got adjusted. I want to say it's fairly small. I think it's fairly small. Yeah, it is. And I think that was part of his new deal that he got. I think they lowered that buyout just a bit. Which I don't know why they would agree to that if you're I guess here's the question. How it's a matter of perspective. And how much is Nebraska going to pay? How much is Nebraska going to pay? Sittler, and I don't know, I, I get it that there is more money than God whenever it comes to when it comes to Nebraska right now and their TV deal with the Big Ten. But this was a shocking number when I saw it. Scott Frost has a $15 million buyout. Nebraska has now paid forty five million dollars in severance payments to fired coaches and athletic directors in the last 20 years 45 million yeah that's a lot that you're just you're just wiping i'm trying, okay hold on. you're having a wipe it wednesday yeah, it, <laughs> sorry i i did it could have been 37 myself. million but again they couldn't wait 3 weeks <laughs> couldn't wait 3 weeks so dumb I think it's a fascinating vacancy. So here's the angle that I was curious to get your take on, though. Okay. Would Mark Stoops want it? Would he leave Kentucky for it? Should he leave Kentucky for it? Okay, say that again. I'm sorry, I just got distracted. I think think Mark Stoops, no doubt, I think Sittler's right on the money. Like you said, he's got his pulse on the beat of Nebraska, right? If he's not – Don't count him out. If he's not going to get exactly right what they're going to do, then probably for some reason, if he's saying don't cross Mark Stoops off, there's a reason he's saying don't cross Mark Stoops off. I think we agree on that. Right. So Mark Stoops, legitimate candidate for Nebraska. Should he take it, though? Yeah. Would he take it? That's a great question. 
I do you leave Kentucky for that? Okay, so this is the tenth. Se- Sorry, I was doing math in my head. I can't count. This is the tenth season that Mark Stoops has had at Kentucky. In those ten seasons, he's reached heights that Kentucky has never sniffed, right? And I still don't know if he gets the respect he deserves. I mean, look at look at what we've been battling this off season with the conversations, Josh, about the practice facility at for Kentucky basketball. Mark's I think Mark Stoops is beloved in the SEC. I think people that cover the SEC get it. But I don't know if though I, I know Mitch Barnhart gets it. I know the athletic director at Kentucky gets it. I know he knows how blessed they are to have Mark Stoops. But I don't know if that fan base gives him the respect that he deserves. Do you feel loved? Do you feel appreciated? Do you feel right. wanted? Right. And is it and, and I think this question also has to be asked. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump on. No, you. no, no, no. Go ahead. I want your take on it. What's the ceiling? What's the ceiling at Kentucky? And you know, this is going to sound wild, but I just I feel like as as much money as there is in the Big Ten, I feel like your path towards a championship is much more attainable at a Big Ten school than it might be at Kentucky in the SEC. What's the ceiling at Nebraska? Right. Exactly. I don't. Right. I mean, that is a interesting debate here. Is the ceiling now greater at Kentucky than it is at Nebraska, based on what Mark Stoops has done? I don't. It's a great question. Now, you're you're where are you standing on this? By the way. Oh, I take the Nebraska job if I'm offered in a heartbeat, and I'm gone tomorrow if I'm Mark Stoops because I want the. But this is me, Right. right? Because I've been saying publicly, hey, this is not a basketball school. This is an everything school, and I'm just as important as you, Calipari. Look, you're not. Not at Kentucky, you're not. You never will be. At Nebraska, if you resurrect that thing, you're never forgotten. Right. You're a legend at Nebraska. It's one of the pillar jobs in all of football, as down as they've been down. If you resurrect it, I mean, you're a Hall of Fame college football coach. And yeah. he might already be that already because he's the all-time wins leader now at Kentucky, and what he's done there is historic, incredible. But you know, as I know, it's a little bit different doing things at Nebraska versus doing it at Kentucky just because of the importance to the fan bases. Mm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable question. So I guess let's hit a couple of quick air comfort solutions text. Um, do you leave – Lexington. No. What an awesome town. Great people, great history, and bourbon, and horses, and food. They have money, too. Deep pockets as well. From the 918. Mark has built Kentucky into a nice program. I wouldn't leave that for the dumpster fire that is Nebraska. He'll make 6.75 mil of Kentucky next year. And he has job security that he will never enjoy in Nebraska. Enjoy the fruits of your labor and stay in Kentucky. Mm. It is – it's – ultimately, it's what what's important to you, right? Is it important to be the big show in town? Is it important to be at a place that football's most important? Or do you value security more than you value, again, all of that? <laughs> Someone just texted, do you even leave Bixby for Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm Lauren Montgomery, I do not. Spartan's pretty good. Kendall writes, I'm staying away from Nebraska. The administration sounds dismantled. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. This is where I would – I am not. I, don't, I feel like I'm 
I'm not trying to disagree with everything Kendall says. But what you have in Trev Albers is somebody that I'm not going to lie. Whenever he first got into administration, I didn't know what to think because he was a really, I mean, he was a really good TV guy, right? And he was on all the broadcasts. And I thought to myself, is this, is this him just, I don't know, taking a job where he's gonna, where he's gonna sit up and be on his mighty throne? No, no, he was involved. I mean, I talked talk to coaches that worked with him in Omaha. He was an athletic director that went in there and grinded, grinded. So, I'll tell you what. I think he's some. They went in the first thing they did. They were going to go and they were going to uh, get with a radio provider, right? They 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 kind of brought all their rights in house, and he's like, "Yeah, I know we left some on the table, but are we leaving any more?" So that was one thing he did. Is they kind of started going out and they started seeing about you know farming out their rights again. Then they get the big deal from the Big Ten TV wise. So they're doing. We didn't take our bottom of the hour break yet. No, we need to. Anyway, I. I think it's not as bad in that administration as it was because it had been a revolving door. And who was it? Bill Moose, who spent more time on his ranch than he did being the AD. I think they've got a guy in there that can be that can be a dude. And wants to fix it. And wants, wants to bring it and back. And is passionate about it. All right, quick break. 1141. We'll get more of your Air Comfort Solutions text next right here on the Boy, I, uh, I love the, the passion and reaction of this conversation on the Air Comfort Solutions text line when we're talking about the, the rumors of Mark Stoops being a candidate for Nebraska and what kind of job Nebraska is. Uh, we'll hit those in a second. Uh, moments ago, Brent Venable said this at his press conference. This is courtesy of the OU football Twitter feed, at OU underscore football. You know, as exciting as it is an opportunity to, to be able to give our guys um, uh, experience of playing in Lincoln and, again, based on the history of this rivalry, uh, at the end of the day, this is going to be about us and how we prepare, how we work, our ability to execute uh, in, a, in a hostile, tough environment, and um, our guys to be able to play with confidence, poise, and, and maturity uh, throughout the course of the week and on Saturday morning. There's Brent Venables, courtesy of at OU underscore football on Twitter. Beautiful, right? That's what you do. That's what you say when you're leading to that game. All right, you want to roll through a couple of these real sure. quick? Sure. Let's do it. And then we'll get caught up on a break and we'll get out of here. We'll make way for the steel man and Thune at noon. Um, if Mark was to resurrect Nebraska, he could be to Lincoln what Bob is to Norman. Remember 1998. 1998 is a year that many of us have had therapy to scrub uh, from our memories. Uh, here's one. Stop with the Nebraska-USA dumpster fire talk. OU was in much worse shape when Bob showed up in 1999. OU had poor facilities, were in debt, and a poor following. Nebraska has great facilities, great fan support, and piles of cash. Plus, they finally have an administration alignment. If Mark goes there and brings them back, he will be a legend. That's kind of what I was saying. It's like, yeah, listen, this isn't, this isn't an administration that is like what they had before. It's good, smart people. Lots of cash. Um, Fan support, that's true, has never wavered at all. You know, here's one thing that, and Jessica's going to join us tomorrow, here's one thing that she has even said, and I, I don't think 
she'll mind me bringing up her family, they were blown away when they saw the facilities at Nebraska. And I'm not talking broadcast facilities. I'm talking football facilities. So you're 100% right. Anyone that's talking about Nebraska being a dumpster fire, it's a place where the elements are there. The challenge is is making sure you can recruit right, making sure you get things aligned where it needs to be. There's there's a lot. There's a lot that still needs to be done, but I think I think they've taken the right steps. I, just, I don't understand why it's that hard for anybody in the Big Ten to recruit. I, I get that, especially like programs that have won before. Nebraska right. that's won national championships in the past. To me, and at some point I'm going to write a think piece on this, but to me, if you're Nebraska or you're Iowa, anybody like that in the Big Ten, right, you better not play this, well, you know, we're not Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State card or Michigan State. They have all the advantages. No, you have equal advantages over just about everybody else in college football because of the paycheck that you get. So you better be – that travel budget better be as good or better than anybody in America. Um, stranger things have happened, guys, from the 405. We never thought Lincoln Riley would go to USC. That's right. Um, this from the 405. No-brainer. Nebraska is still Nebraska. Kentucky football will always be Kentucky football. Ask Switzer or Stoops, which is the better job. That's kind of where I'm at with it. You take the Nebraska gig – Unless you look at it and say, hey, I'm the all-time wins leader here at Kentucky. I've got a good thing going, and I'm safe here, right? I'm secure right. here. I'm making a bunch of money. What's important to you? What's important to your family, right? right? I mean, we never think about those kind of things in these moments, but what's important to Mark Stoops and his family? Two other quick ones. Um Look, look at True checking in on the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line today. Nebraska is one of those jobs similar to OU when Stoops arrived, but with better facilities. He gets it. And Lone Scout didn't hear Urban Meyer or Eric Bieniemy, which are supposed to be there this week. Is Bieniemy going to be there this week, or is he saying Urban Meyer? Urban's going to be there for Big Noon Kid. I mean, I don't know. He better not be there this week. <laughs> He's got a big one Thursday night. I, I would say. To Urban Meyer and a job like Nebraska, cross him off then. Let it be a message board thing. Let it be an internet thing. But I think they're focused on an established head coach. That doesn't have baggage. Mark Stoops, Matt Campbell, Lane Kiffin. Names of guy Troy Calhoun is fascinating. Bobby Petrino. <laughs> yeah, you could cross. <laughs> I don't think sometimes people get the sarcasm of the show, but Josh is joking when he says Bobby Petrino. Hey, man, I heard on your show someone said Bobby Petrino for Nebraska. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll put a wrap on this edition of the Plank Show with the latest from Brent Venables' presser. Looks like so far, let's see, do we get any news? I figure the Wanya Morris conversation would start pretty quick. Coach said on his press conference, or excuse me, Coach said in his Sunday show that um, he expects him back. But nothing – oh, here you go. Venables on offensive line improvement with Morris back. This is from Eric Bailey. Everybody has to get better. It's not just the O-line. Everyone has to get better. Cohesion, chemistry, communication, awareness, mental toughness, finishing all of those things. On Wanya Morris, quote, he's getting better work than he would if he's been on varsity. He's been on the scout team for three weeks. He's been getting good on good work against our defensive ends. And they're hopeful to have Key Lawrence back this week along with Robert Conjol. So there you go. Quick break. Plank Show wraps up next. So just to clarify, there's a couple of nuggets from the 
Brent Venable's press conference, which is ongoing as we speak, got about a 20-minute, ah, about 15-minute late start. On Nebraska, they've played really competitive, Brent said. They're snake bit for whatever reason. There's not one thing that you can point a finger to foundationally. They haven't been far away in most of their games. Now, again, I don't think that you'll ever have a situation, Josh, whoever coach comes in is like, yeah, you know, they're a one and two football team and they play like it. They kind of suck. I don't think any coach would ever say that. No, not typically. But it's all the stuff that we've known and we've kind of felt about Nebraska. It's a team that doesn't seem like they're too terribly far off right now. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I, th- I think they're pretty you don't far think off. So? Dude, they've got some dudes now. They're, they're much better offensively. You're scaring than they are. me with your confidence right now. I just want to be honest with you. Well, your confidence in how bad they are scares me. I mean, this is a team that lost to Northwestern and Georgia Southern. This is true. And, and was trailing against North Dakota, or at least tied with North Dakota at halftime. Look, if OU loses this game, it's one of the worst losses in recent memory for Oklahoma. They ought to go win this game, and they should win it convincingly if, if the Sooners are turning the corner like we hope they are. But just win it any any way, shape, or form. I Th- think they're good offensively, though. Casey Thompson, Anthony Grant, nice little running back. Yeah, and Casey Thompson, we know what he's capable of because we saw it last year at Texas. Now, I don't think he has a Xavier Worthy on his roster at Nebraska, but they've got some dudes. Tomorrow is a big Nebraska day on the program. Jessica Cootie will make her triumphant return to the show. And let's see, Nick. I keep forgetting Nick's name. But we'll have the insider and we'll have the hot taker. Radio Nick. Radio Nick will be on the show with us tomorrow afternoon. So, got a big, big program planned for tomorrow, previewing Oklahoma and Nebraska, plus all of the reaction and fallout from BV's press conference, which is ongoing as we speak. Take a timeout. Steel Man at Thune at noon next, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.